Hit it. I'm Aaron. <laughs> Thank you for giving me something that I'm going to have to lower the levels on. I'm Adam. I'm Bros. And this is Car Talk with ASMR. No. <laughs> that definitely isn't. <laughs> we are the Broke Car Snobs. Welcome to episode 8. How are we this first day of May? Justin Timberlake, we talked about him last week, I think. It's gonna be May. We did, but I also want to say that um, for our Spanish-speaking audience, this is episode ocho. Ocho de mayo. Uno de mayo. Si. Si. si, si es verdad. Si bueno. <laughs> How are we all doing tonight, today, this week? My neck hurts. <laughs> My whole body hurts, honestly. Like my neck, my back, my hands, your back. <laughs> no, wow. have you been carrying your team Fini- in the latest no, video no, game? No, 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 no. You don't listen to hip hop. No. <laughs> Finish that. My crankshaft and my struts. Good spin. Okay. I have, you, you didn't rhyme, but good spin. I'm, I'm so lost right now. I have I'll, no idea. I'll tell you later, and you'll be happy I didn't finish it. I think. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I'm kind of afraid to know now. <laughs> you should be. Okay. All you drivers clutch your pedals like this. I should come up with a song. That's my project. That's Good. your project by the end yeah. of the year to come yes. up with a hip hop car beat. <laughs> I can probably do it by the end of this episode if I wanted to. Right, but well, I'm not going well, to. You should brainstorm while we're while we're working on it. Eh. Well, shit, there was, a, there was a song that Bruce played me today. <laughs> There's two of them by Clutch. <laughs> oh, a, a lot of their songs just reference cars. Yep. With a band name like Clutch, what do you expect? I mean, I guess you could be kind of like a hipster and be like, man, that was Clutch. Is that really a thing? That's a statement. That's it, a phrase. Man, it, that was Clutch. I've heard Fetch. It's also Stop trying to make Fetch happen. A small handbag that yes, it is. you can hold. Yeah, Clutch. Yep, for all the all the women that are out there listening. So, uh, in the last week, how's everybody's driving experiences been? Not bad. Nah, honestly, like honestly, it's it's a journey for me every time I come up here to record, and I always seem to experience people that don't know how to drive. And this time, I passed four people on my way here because they were just not doing the speed limit. So, other than that, I really can't complain about much. Like, nothing's coming throughout the entire week. Nothing's real. Well, I mean, more of the same, just people getting angry at me because I'm stopped in the middle of the road. Yeah, as you as you do. You know, mm-hmm. somebody's trying to do their job. Yeah. You know, screw you, man. I got to get to where I'm going. Yep. Yeah, not a whole lot. But I will say, today was, was an interesting, interesting endeavor. I'm sure since we're probably going to be promoting this episode a little bit ahead of time. Obviously, everybody's already seen it on Facebook today uh, on this 1st of May. Uh, Bruce and I, we, uh, knocked out some lowering springs on my daily driver and that was a damn good time. I suppose I should take a, a minute now to sh- some shout outs. I don't know if anybody probably doesn't matter, but some shout outs, big shout outs to Bruce for lending a hand and just, we busted our asses today getting this done. The, the place that we worked on the car was great. That was fantastic. They were kind enough to let us use the lift that they have in their shop. Yep. So we had a lift, so we were able to, you know, raise and lower the car like professionals do, even though we are not professionals. 
and uh, that was really handy. Um, big shout outs to 034 Motorsport. They were the ones where whose springs we got, I got from. Um, FCP Euro, ECS Tuning, got all the bolts and nuts and everything like that. Um, yeah, it was a it was a long day. It's been a long day. I'm going to correct you on something. We've done two cars now. You and I are experts. Okay. Is it is that two? Two yes. is what determines that makes us experts. Okay. Yep. Then we're experts. Shit. And now that you're experts, you can start training me as a novice. We tried to. Yeah, we offered. No, you weren't experts when you offered. We were half, like two, one and a half expert. Yeah. Uh, no, because we still hadn't even finished the first one. So we were one and three quarters. One point. I'll, I'll accept 1.19. Yeah, I need true expertise what? before I jump on. 1.19? Yes. <laughs> okay. We weren't, we didn't have one done yet. We were close. But we didn't have one complete. Done. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, that was before we finished the So front, I can't say like 1.25. So I'm giving us a 1.19. Okay. All right. I understand now. I, I, I agree. 1.19. Yeah, and AJ did, did come over and he did observe. He did observe our workspace. I named six car parts correctly. He did. What were they? Do you remember? There was a engine. Yep. I don't think you named that one. I, I don't think so. I did. No, I said, I know this is the engine. I don't remember um, you saying I, that. I named an air intake yes. and a filter. Yep. And a suspension. Yep. I know what a windshield is. Um, what does the windshield do? Shields you from the wind. And the glare and the popo, if it's tinted like yours are. Well, my, my windshield isn't tinted. Oh, you're. I got the strip yeah, across yeah, the top. Yeah. Anyway, semantics. Um, you named the dipstick. I did. I named the dipstick. Yep. You didn't call it the high intensity dipstick, though. I did not. I did no, not. I don't have HIDs in my car. <laughs> <laughs> Just the one driving it. Wait a minute. That's fucked up, man. Yeah. I, I thought we were friends. We are. Oh, Only a true friend would call you a high intensity dipstick <laughs> to your face. Because <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I think all in all, that, that project went kind of without a hitch. I mean, it was kind of a pain in the ass getting some of the front geometry, getting some of the bolts lined up, and the order of getting things yeah, lined up. We did, yeah. <laughs> we forgot part of the order in reassembling, and we struggled with that for a few minutes. But after that, yeah. we figured it out. Yeah. Thankfully, you didn't... Oh, no, those top bolts, you didn't have to do the past uh, torque. Yeah. Yep. Those weren't one-time use. Yep. Even so. though you replaced them. What would have been your ideal crew? My entire and my ideal crew to get to, to get the job done. Yeah, like, and I'm not saying like specific people, but like if you had a small group of people, like let's say I did help and you had other people that were probably more useful than me, uh, what would have been your number? I don't know, honestly. They're really more than two people working on something like that. That you're just getting people in the way. Yeah, and and I'm kind of weird. Like when I'm not like it would have just been nice having you there. Sure, sure. For I'm conversation, entertainment, right? Yes. And, and, and that my, is all you are. And I'd be like, "What's that? Know your place. What's that? <laughs> right." And I think that's really the only way to learn is yeah. to ask, right? Mm-hmm. I can imagine that'd be kind of boring for somebody just standing around being a foreman, you know. But I've I've been the foreman before, where I just don't feel like. <laughs> helping our friends do an oil change so i just kind of hang out and who bullshit. needs help doing an oil change you, oh you know who yeah i do never mind never does his own oil changes always has somebody else do it i can i'm not even joking because i have like a famoto valve and right. uh my uh filter is top mounted 
I do a, came, a completely tool-free oil change. Uh, I guess it's not completely because I use ramps to drive up on. Right. But outside of that, I, I do it in about 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. I do it quicker than an instant oil change will. Yep. I've thought about getting a Fomoto valve for mine, but... No, you can't. Well... it's It's got the plastic oil pan. Yes. No, don't do that. So I can't do that. I don't know if they make an aluminum oil pan replacement. I'm not sure if that's a thing or not. We're but looking into. Maybe. It, I'm not too not too concerned about it. I just use the fluid extractor. Oh, yeah. No, I... Yeah, if I had that, I would right. use that too. Yeah. And uh, that, I will... That kind of leads me into a line of discussion i suppose like fluid extractors so what that does is it sucks the oil out of your engine and the big concern i guess is that it leaves oil it leaves remnant oil in your engine you and i talked about this so does just the traditional drain plug draining it like a regular drain you know like you normally would still leaves oil in it but i guess the question that i've kind of always had was are there any deposits left over even even in is there greater deposits afterwards? And I would assume there probably is. There's always sludge built up in the bottom of the pan. And I actually got some confirmation of that because I send my oil out to Blackstone Labs. Um, If you're at all into cars, I would highly recommend looking into it. Basically, you take a sample of your oil and you mail it off to them. And then in two, two, three weeks, they analyze the oil. They analyze what particles are inside it, what kind of metals, deposits, and stuff like that. Um, they burn it so they can tell you what, you know, the flashpoint is of the oil. They basically, and they can, they keep a running tally of the health of your oil so they can tell you if something's wearing out. If your certain things are elevated, could tell you that there's a certain problem going on in your engine. So it's like 23andMe, but for cars. Kind of. Honestly, yeah. Yeah, it's very similar. And uh, I've sent out two samples now for the all-road, and they've said they've said that some some of the readings are just a little elevated higher than normal. What? No. Well. You're not getting the heritage of... <laughs> well, I mean, you're sending out a fluid sample. Okay. And they're analyzing it. And they're sending you information afterwards. And that's where the similarities <laughs> end. But here's the thing. I'm not listening to Adam right now. I'm actually thinking about a car opening up its results and saying, oh, I come from French heritage. Oh, oh my God. Know. I was born in Ingolstadt, Germany. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, my God. Even though I'm Avant, I am a quarter Volkswagen. <laughs> More than quarter. I know. My parents were Volkswagens. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, Blackstone Labs is great. And they've... Over the historical, you know, oil analysis I've had done. They changed their name after World War II for some reason. Can I do another old joke? Oh, my God. Go ahead. It's from Rocky and Bullwinkle. It's one of my favorites. All right. There's a a German guy who kidnaps some girl. Can't remember exactly who, but he's introducing the woman that he just kidnapped to his parents. And he says, these are my folks, and this is their Volkswagen. Humor. Thank you. <sighs> if we didn't have poor jokes, we'd have no jokes at all. <laughs> so, Adam, what's the speed turmer- turnaround on sending your oil out? When yeah, do you it's, get... like, it's like two weeks, two, oh, week, okay. two or three That's weeks for, for them to get you the results back. Yeah. So the last time, the last time I got a result back, they they told me that you know the thing, the stuff that was elevated last time was is still a little elevated, but it's not anything to be worried about. So. When's yep. the last time you did that to the RS? see the problem with the rs is that it's it was leaking oil so much that i kept, there was none left for you to test i kept topping it up but so it was basically constantly fresh oil in there so it's been it's been a minute <laughs> okay. it's a hungry car it's been a while yeah no it's a fussy car it throws it up yeah 
I still haven't gotten the RS4 back. It's still at the garage. Oh, yeah, I keep forgetting to ask about that. I'm, I'm waiting. <clears throat> I'm waiting for this one manufacturer to send parts from overseas, and they're taking their sweet old time. So I think next week. Hey, I'm, me too. What are you waiting on? Um, titanium drive shafts and <laughs> titanium shock towers and <laughs> some other titanium bits and bobs. This is not for a full-sized car. <laughs> it's for a seven scale <laughs> but it's still freaking legit yep <laughs> it sends rooster tails everywhere it goes oh my god it kicks up so much dirt and sand and mud and grass and it's fantastic it has spirit it sure does yeah, yeah. so i think on monday i think on monday i'm gonna call the garage and i'm gonna say if you guys have a problem with me continuing to leave the car there then i will take it right now i'll pay up you know, we'll square square my tab. I'll take the car, and then once they get the parts, I'll bring it back. But we'll see what they say. They might not have a problem with it. I doubt they're going to have a problem. They're, they're leaving it outside. Yeah, just, sure. So, you know. Yeah, I'm aware. Not too worried about it. Not that I've driven by there and looked at it. I just, that's what they're going to do. Yeah, they're not going to leave it Leave it inside. <clears throat> Don't your, blame them all. Your car does not get preferential treatment. No. no. So, that's probably, that's what I got going on this next week. I brought my car dealership that I go to in town, Donuts. For why? I miss them, and oh, they asked about me. They have a Baja in their parking lot. Ooh. Yeah. Is it that white Baja that I saw? I don't think so. The one I was looking at was dark blue. I guess I don't know where that dealership is that you guys are talking it's about. right down on Main Street. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. We I drive can say right. their name, right? Yeah. I don't see why not. Yeah, it's Donny Z's. Um, I, I like going to them, and I know I know the... The general manager, I know the owner and uh, the receptionist there. She just got back from um, some time off, and I, I brought them two dozen donuts the other day. Uh, and uh, they were so happy because they were getting yelled at by someone on the phone. And then afterward, I called them and just said, hey, I just wanted to let you know, you know, how you guys are doing, missed you. Because I'm a friendly person. Was it your dad? No. Oh. <laughs> you, you were very... No, it was an insurance very, company. It was an... They, they told me after I called and said, hey, it looked like you guys were not in a happy phone conversation. Then it was something about an insurance company. And, wow. you know, they said they wish I could have stayed and talked. And I wish I could have too. But I, I'm not going to sit there while they're getting yelled at on the phone. But I like to do stuff like that. No, that's good. That's good. You know, the, the places that treat you well should get as much recognition as they can when they mm-hmm. do something well or do something good. Yeah, because too many times people just they leave bad reviews when they have a bad experience, but they don't leave a good review when they get a good experience, and that's that's a huge shame. Mm-hmm. I've been doing more of that, leaving good reviews when I have a good experience, especially at the supermarket. What happened to the supermarket? Inside inside stories. Inside okay, stories. all right, all right. We'll we'll <laughs> leave that out. Let's just yeah. He left a bad review when he had poor service. A good story for another time. Yes. <laughs> that was the first time. Yes. I've done it one more time since then. <laughs> so we got any news? Got any news to discuss? Kind of, kind of, sort of, I guess. Give me just a second. Yeah, I'm trying to come up with, I'm trying to remember if there was anything in particular that I was, I've noticed. Uh, yeah, Mazda is going to be bringing back the rotary to Le Mans. I think I heard about that. Yeah, that's impressive, right? <laughs> I think I was telling you about that like two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I wish I could remember exactly when. I think it was like 1990 was like the last year that they were allowed to race. And then 
they change the rules as they often do every every year they kind of update the rules and then the wankel was uh no longer it, it no longer fit their regulations and so mazda could no longer uh race their four rotor 700 horsepower monster A four rotor yeah four good, rotors good lord is this rob dom going on here something like that <laughs> jesus well, I know earlier today we uh, Bruce and I were made aware of the existence of the Kia Carnival. Oh yeah, that thing sounds really cool. Yeah, right. It sounds pretty great. It's a minivan um, from Kia that has almost three hundred horsepower, <laughs> two hundred and ninety horsepower, and a front wheel drive minivan from a three point five liter V six. I think that's room. Yeah, that'll get you from get you and the mm-hmm. family and the kids to that soccer practice in no time. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Now, that's another thing that I, I read about earlier this week. Um, there was a study that came out that said uh, 20% of electric car, car owners return their cars to get a petrol-powered car. 20%. Can you guess why? They don't like the inconvenience of having to only go to charging stations. That's it. Yeah. Yep. Because some of these places, some of these uh, owners don't have 220-volt mm-hmm. wired in their garage. So they're using the 110 volt, and it doesn't take do the job forever to charge. Yep, and they're they're suffering from uh, I guess they call it recharge or charging anxiety, where you're worried about being able to get from point A to point B without charging. And, and I'm not going to try to sound negative when I say this, but this does sound to me like they didn't do proper research and preparedness before getting this vehicle. Yeah, I think there's a degree of that. Um, I was also reading in the article, the problem is some of these places, the popularity of electric cars has increased, but the charging infrastructure hasn't. So these people are buying these electric cars and they will go to one of the charging stations to charge up and it's full Mm -hmm. or or there's a line and it takes you 40, 40 minutes to charge your car to get a, a decent charge if you have a Tesla. So now you're showing up and there's cars in front of you and each one's taking 40 minutes you're going to be there for an hour, hour and a half, two hours. So, see, I guess in in my and of course, I don't have a large commute, uh, but I would probably prepare myself to have my garage be my charger station and then if I am going to be traveling, just make sure ahead of time that if I get a hotel, it's going to be somewhat near a. And I'm sure the infrastructure will change over time, but hopefully, right. You know, it costs money to do infrastructure and mhm, you know. And I'm pretty sure that um, like Tesla's supercharger, which allows you to get that super fast charge, won't work with cars that aren't Teslas. Like I think the plugs are universal, so you can bring a non-Tesla to a Tesla supercharger, but it's only going to charge at like the super super low rate. You know, I know you're talking about a car, but I feel like this could also be a conversation about a cell phone. Oh, 100%. You know. Yeah, right? You know, like you, know, you get the latest and greatest Apple phone, it'll yeah. charge in an instant. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, Apple, Apple Apple is a bad example because they're so proprietary with all of their stuff. You're right, and cars aren't proprietary at all. It, it's astonishing to me that the charging <laughs> infrastructure works the way that it does, if we're being yeah. honest, right? Bruce? Hi. Hi, what's up? <laughs> Segway is uh, going to be making a... Hi- <laughs> wait, 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 wait. A hybrid motorcycle? Yeah, um, yeah. So that's cool. Segway. They're getting into the uh, motorbike business. Are you going to be standing up on the motorbike? No, you are not. It's okay. uh, best I can describe it. Think a Tron motorcycle. 
Ooh. Okay. With um, the lights and d- everything. D- does it shoot the light out of its ass? Yeah. <laughs> I wish, but basically, it's like Tron, but bro, m- more. Uh, I don't know what you would want to call it. That's a transformer sport bike design, but with like Tron like features. That's nice. I I do like it. Uh, I like bikes. <laughs> bikes don't don't normally do it for me, but that looks good. Uh, it's on Rob Reports. If y'all want to Google it. Yeah, before the episode goes live, I'll, or after it goes live, I'll post a post You want a me link. to send you? Yeah, okay. send me the link, and I'll post it up. I can do that. So y'all can read it. I thought that was pretty cool. That one's probably not real. <laughs> We're a little bit past April Fool's Day now. <laughs> we are, but still, 2021 Ford Bronco 6x6 to cost $400,000 on... Well, yeah, no, $400,000. That's a Roush, though, right? Roush is doing that one? Yeah, I haven't read this one, so that's more... more. I think it's a third-party company yeah. that's buying the Bronco and stretching it, yeah. Nope. <laughs> Slightly worse than that. Oh, no. Hennessy. Oh, God. Hennessy. <clears throat> well, I mean, it depends on who you believe. A, a lot of people say bad things, but then a lot of people say good things about them, so I don't know. Yeah, I guess. I mean, speaking of uh, April Fool's Day, uh, I just saw an article that said the SEC is, is looking into Volks- Volkswagen now. For their Volt, Volkswagen oh, April Fool's Day okay, stunt. Yeah. Because yeah. their stocks rose by almost 13% following that uh, fake. I don't news. think you I don't think you can fault them for that. That's just they're investors lo- being investors, man. I think they're looking at them for stock manipulation. That can't be uh, I no, well, I don't they haven't been charged with anything. So I think the SEC that, is just gonna, investigating. That's gonna fall off. It, it's they, gonna they, have to. It was just an April Fool's joke. That fired off three days too early. Which uh, hap- which happens. Okay. I didn't know that part of it. Oh yeah, yeah. It was it was before April Fool's Day. That's why people legitimately thought it was true because it wasn't on April Fool's Day. It was meant to be, but it wasn't. Some interns getting fired. Already fired. <laughs> God. Is that inter- Remember when uh, a Kore- it was a Korean plane that crashed and some intern <sighs> gave the fake names of the pilots and they were so bad. I. Yes. And, and the new all the news organizations picked that, it up. They yeah. just, every uh. last one of them ran with it. It was, it was like bang. Ding ow, we too low. Something wrong. Something wrong. <laughs> it's like, oh wow. How did you not pick up on this being fake immediately? Um the exact same names were used when there was a, a completely unrelated to the plane crash. I want to say out in California there was a gigantic water burst, water main burst, and the same names were used to the news reporters That's about just lazy. The, yeah, but like I, I don't <clears throat> think people are thinking as they're reading off their cue cards. That is a good point. Yeah. Uh, I've got one one more bit of news if uh, if you guys don't have anything else. So um, I got to clarify. I mean, I got other stuff, but you go ahead. I just want to make sure that I... Um, oh, wait a minute. Uh, I'm just going to have to edit this down. That's fine. Do you want me to put a loud clap in for you? Yes. Do it. Do it. You moved your pop filter, though. I'm already envisioning my ears committing seppuku. (laughs) I'm going to have to put the biggest biggest noise gate on that and just reduce the levels. Anyway, 
Christmas. You, I, you want me to go on mine? Yeah, go on yours, and then I'll follow up. Toyota confirms a new electric pickup truck, so they're getting in. Oh, my God. Is it a compact truck, though? Yeah, the Tacoma and the Tundra, I believe. No, I mean, is it going to be like in the lines of the uh, the Maverick and the uh, Hyundai Santa Cruz? No, it's going to be more like their traditional trucks. Oh, okay. I got gotcha. you. Well, that'll be interesting. Truck market seems to be doing well. Yeah, crazy. I, I mean, that's not a surprise to anyone. We love our trucks here in this country. Yep. I'm, I can't say anything. I do love trucks. I could take it or leave it, but, you know, I don't have any reason for a truck yet i don't either but i still love them i don't think that stops a lot of people from getting trucks no because i mean you can get a truck that has four doors Mm -hmm. you know it's full-sized you know full cab and everything like that and basically it's like a car yep the uh, the one the last thing that i've got news wise unless you've got something else no go was um toyota so we all know about the toyota yaris the gr yaris Mm -hmm. the the real Real sporty, small, small compact car that was that's going to have like 300 horsepower or something like that. It's crazy. Well, um, Toyota unveiled an experimental uh, Corolla that has a hydrogen fueled GR Yaris engine in it. Hydrogen fueled, mm. and they put up a video um, unveiling the sound of it, and I will play it now for us. And I'll I could probably put the full audio in the clip afterwards. As long as it's not copywritten. Yeah, I can't imagine it would be. All right, so I'll play this now for you guys. It started strong, and then I don't like it. Okay, we're getting better. They're interviewing the driver and says, it's not as different as I had expected. It feels like a normal engine. So that is the GR Yaris engine powered Corolla that has running on hydrogen. Toyota is one of the few companies that still makes hydrogen fuel cells. Yeah. Apparently I was, I was doing a little bit of research on it earlier this week and hydrogen apparently burns faster than gasoline does. It is, man, there's a lot of work that goes into making those, though. There's like, a, the, it's, the it's, big issue is heat, is that it's a very hot explosion with hydrogen, so managing the heat was a real big issue that they had. Yeah. Interesting, <clears throat> nonetheless. What kind of hydrogen are they, like, is it, li- it's not liquid hydrogen, I'm hoping, because that would be very dangerous. Um mm. I don't know how else they would store it. Yeah, no, it's... I just... The reason I'm going into the thought of it is because hydrogen does burn very fast and very bright, but not really sustained, because I'm going into just the chemistry about it. It does burn. It burns very hot and fast, but it turns into water um, after it burns. However, you're not breaking any bonds. You're only exciting one electron, whereas with gasoline, you are breaking down a lot of bonds and carbons, which is going to give you more sustained energy but i'm also going into a, a topic that i haven't studied thoroughly into i just know the basic chemicals behind I, that i know you get clean water out of the mm-hmm. exhaust but the amount of work that goes into creating that mm-hmm. and then getting it out to the hydrogen uh just uh the, like the hydrogen gas stations uh 
it's something like uh, a gasoline engine is, or I guess once you break down the entire process, it uh, costs more. It costs more to do hydrogen than it does fossil fuels. It costs only slightly less. Like mm-hmm. it's not as efficient. But again, you get just water out of your exhaust instead of right. Yeah. To give an example, this is what a large portion of what the space shuttles use to enter low orbit is a lot of hydrogen engine as well as liquid oxygen mixing. Um, And I know many people in high school have made hydrogen. You can do it by just using electrolysis and water and just capturing it above it. Yeah, I think there was um, in the movie The Martian, when Matt Damon is trapped up there, one of his issues was getting water. So he used hydrogen and the, burnt the it. The character Matt Damon played. Yes. Do you know his name? No, but I know Matt Damon wasn't trapped on Mars. He could have been. <laughs> that was a... I, I took it as a documentary. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm pretty sure he went up there and came back. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. And the <laughs> redheaded lady <laughs> yes. saved the day. Potatoes. What? Potatoes saved the day. Oh, yes, they did. Mm-hmm. Yes, potatoes did and, say It took me a second. And other yeah. crewmen's poop. <laughs> yep, that's true. Yep. Yeah. That was a good movie, though. Anyway. Uh, there was a vehicle on Mars, so it's it's acceptable. Yeah, that's true. There was oh, a car. Yeah. yeah. Bad news, folks. We never watched a movie tonight. Yeah. So we can't review any car, car-focused car movie. It's all right. Bruce and I, had we had a busy day. so Car-focused day. <laughs> no. But next week, I believe, maybe we will watch Who Framed Roger Rabbit. One of the characters is a car. I like that. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and he drives a car. Is this whole bit just to drive him insane? <laughs> yes. Okay, but it, I also it, think it's a good movie. It, it takes a lot to drive me nuts, so you found one. I have a conversation point that we can switch to. Well, what do we say? We take a break. We're at the 30-minute mark, and we'll... It's very good. Thank oh, you. sorry. Are we putting you to sleep, Bruce? I've had a busy day. All yeah. right. We'll be right, right back. Break time. Thank you. And we're back i figured we'd watch internet yeah. videos yeah yeah i'm down to hang out for a minute afterwards me too unfortunately i ate all my chipotle but there's some chips left we can go back they're open till 10 oh it's 11 o'clock yeah. sir son of a bee sting i also right? have I... popcorn if you need some uh no i i, I bought m&ms so oh yeah those those are filling it can be eat them slow yeah why why you gotta be why you gotta rain on my parade because i'm a skittles man it's the really? rainbow. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. I eat them till they hurt my jaw. Yeah, I just don't like chocolate, so. Well, that, that's... Or Sour Patch Kids. Oh, Sour Patch Kids and Skittles. Make a sandwich. Oh, but they make Sour Skittles, and those are pretty good. Make a sandwich? You take two Sour Patch Kids, and you put a Skittle in between them. Yeah. Why don't you just pop all three in your mouth or, at the same time? <gasps> sour Sushi. You take what you just said, and you wrap it with one of those... Uh, Airheads Extreme... Or oh, any of the salt like wrap things. Yeah, like the, the super sour. Yeah. Yeah, fruit by the foot or something like that. It's I don't know what it's called. Yes. Sour okay. sushi. I'm, su- I'm pretty sure Epic Mealtime has probably done candy sushi or I something. Think, I think they did, actually, yeah. now that you mentioned it. Or candy lasagna mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah. Ugh. God, no. I mean, it's just layers of candy. I don't know. I'm out. You There's a line. You're you out. just crossed it. <laughs> <laughs> You're out. Okay. All right. Uh, you had me at candy sushi, but as soon as you went into Italian, you lost me. No, so you can't have candy in Italian. Can, candy and there's Asian no crossover. such thing as Italian candy. Candy and Asian crossover is acceptable, but candy Italian crossover not. Yes. Okay. 
I'll tell Ferrari. Okay. Enzo, my man. Bruce, he, Bruce here does not approve of your choice in candy. I Dead? Okay, I was going to tell you, sit down for a second, because I got some bad news for you. What? He I died. tell you, he did. Aww. A while ago. R.I.P. <laughs> Enzo Ferrari. Uh, so anyway. His dad's name was Alfredo. Like... He was saucy. Like, like, was. like the sauce you get with your breadsticks at Olive Garden? Exactly. <sighs> Pro tip that's not car related. If you go to Olive Garden, get the Alfredo dipping sauce. It'll change your life for or, your breadsticks. Or don't. No, don't listen to him. It's a bit much. Not even a little bit too much. AJ, what you got for us? So we've talked about this briefly in the past, and I just kind of wanted to bring it up as a conversation point because the more I read about the history of cars... um the more interested I get because I want to take us back to like the late, late 1800s and early, early 1900s. And we have these people, they are deciding to build this new kind of automobile, this new kind of electric carriage, whatever they want to say it. And they have this idea in their head. And here's my point that I think is awesome. There are no auto dealers. There are no parts shops. So they have to go to tractor manufacturers. They go to train manufacturers. And I, I keep reading stories of people who just run random businesses like ice boxes and stuff like that. And they just rip apart all these different things and put them together because they are the, you know, they don't have, there's no standard parts so that you could make three cars in a row and they could all be equally different from each other. And then you come to now... There are so many different places that make, you know, warehouses upon warehouses of the same standardized parts and everything like that. So um, how do you guys feel about the time like that? Because like nowadays, I feel like the innovation, not that it's gone, but maybe it is that if we were going to try to make something brand new, can you have that kind of sense of adventure or do you kind of have to play within the standard lines do you know what i'm saying Are you like the um like we've exhausted the in the areas for innovation yeah like i know we have these contests around the world where people try to make solar cars and stuff like this but the thing is the successful versions of that are tesla you know where an entire research and development department goes into doing that. Whereas I think it's awesome that these people, like I want to say it was in Australia that someone made a car that could travel pretty far with, um, you know, hand placed solar panels on top of it. But I do want to know like when, like, is there going to be the standard layman's uh, innovative, innovative, you know, exploration of what can be next? Well, I mean, the problem nowadays, the difference nowadays than how it was back then is there's a lot of regulations now. Sure. So, I mean... Regulations, patents, copyrights, I know those are, you know... That that all limits, you know, yeah. how crazy you can get. Um, I mean, the safety regulations alone, I mean, that's why cars nowadays look so homologated. Like, all the cars look the same because they have to have super thick A, B, and C pillars to support the roof and... You know, you can only, you got to have X, Y, and Z in order to be considered legal. No amber. You have to have amber on your taillights. And you have to have reflectors up in front. And you have... Right. Yep. <clears throat> Stuff like that. 
Uh, I don't know. I'd have to look into... I'm going back to uh, part of what your question was originally about. It costs billions of dollars to develop an entirely new vehicle from scratch. Mm-hmm. Um, so why would they take a risk on something that may not sell and just keep selling the Corollas that they know sell like hotcakes? Or variations of the Corolla yeah. that sells like hotcakes, yeah. But the argument I would also make against that is that I want I want to say back in the day, like way back in the day, a group of three interested people wouldn't take millions of dollars because we would just start throwing things together to see what worked. I don't think we have that ability nowadays to do the exact same thing. You're not taking on any of the major car companies. No, and that's and that's I can't I can't say that because Tesla did it. Well, yeah, but Tesla did have, like I said, he he, uh, Elon wasn't like just a man with nothing behind him. Like right. He did. No, have, he, he sold did off. Have, you know. He sold off PayPal, and he had yeah. the money from that. Mm-hmm. And and I do wonder too, like. But he also didn't start Tesla. It was uh, two other guys. He joined Tesla oh. in 2004, I think. Okay. And I'll Tesla didn't even start designing a car from scratch. They like used they took a Lotus, Lotus Elise, and yep. they just mm-hmm. threw electric motors in it and, and some batteries. batteries. Yep. Okay. And that was the first Tesla Roadster. Yeah. Yep. Well, to partition this question into, and this is probably going to be a topic we'll come back to in the future, but how long are cars going to be cars before we start to see them shift into like different things i don't think too long i honestly don't think it's going to be i'm a when when i think it was four years ago within ford said within five years we will have self-driving cars on the road so they got one more year to do that i'm not sure how serious they are anymore i haven't really heard too much about it well, I, that reminds me of an article that I read. It was right after the, those two guys got killed in a Tesla because they were riding in the back of it while mm-hmm. it was on autopilot. I was reading comments about it, and it, that made it aware to me that there's different classes of autonomous driving. Like there's class three, there's class, I would assume class two and class one self-driving cars. And Teslas are class three where you still need to be in the driver's seat. You still need to have your hands on the wheel. You still need to occasionally put an, a measurable amount of torque into the wheel, moving it left or right, so the car knows that you're there. I, I would assume that's why it has you do that, but it's not true, fully autonomous driving. And I, and I and I think they mentioned in those comments that Ford and Chevy specifically said, like they want to they want to work on autonomous driving cars but class three is the limit that they're going to go they're not going to go any farther than that Mm. with like fully autonomous you know where you can take a nap in the back seat the entire way from point a to point b which makes sense i mean it's i don't know if we're ever going to get to that point i think we will think so within our lifetime i think we will with our within our lifetime you think so yeah i also wouldn't be surprised and, and please don't laugh at me if you think this is silly some form of drone-like technology. I don't think it's going to be enforced. Like, if you want to still drive your own car, you'll be able to. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, yeah. But within our lifetime, I think we will see self-driving cars. From just hopping the car in your driveway, and it takes you everywhere. The the car probably won't even have windows. It'll just be closed off. You can take a nap 
read a book, whatever, let the car get you to your destination. What was it? A minority Report, I think, had cars like that mm-hmm. where they were just fully, fully or, autonomous. Um, that yeah. one with Will I can Smith tell you, and the AI. Yeah. I, I, I can tell you right now, I've never seen that because a certain someone's in that movie. Oh, yeah, Tom Cruise. Yes. Yeah. Well, there's cars in that. We should we should put that on the yes, list for the yeah. next movie. Okay, go right ahead. All right, we'll see you on the see we'll see you afterwards. On the next episode. <laughs> we'll no, see. I think I think the automated technology is going to be applied to all transport machines. Eventually. I, I think, I think trucks find a way. I think truck driving is gonna be the real groundbreaking mass marketed autonomous driving situations. Possible. Because, I mean, those guys are busting their asses day in and day out, driving for hours on end. If you have, if you give them the ability to not be on the edge the entire time that they're driving, paying attention and everything like that, I think that would be great. That'd be great for them. Let the truck handle most of the driving. And I think there's probably another technology that kind of just occurred to me is that with these trucks or even self-driving cars, Teslas, what, what have you, they could even have some type of network so the cars, if there's another self-driving car on the road, they can communicate with each other to coordinate. Do they not already do that? I don't think so. Huh. I think they're all all self-contained, but I mean, that opens up a can of worms then because you're talking privacy concerns. You're talking about, you know. Not just that. It's that the network is going to communicate with each other and the only other problem on the roads are non-automated drivers or people. And now you've invented Skynet. Oh, God. We're all going to die. I'm in favor of Skynet. Yeah, bring it on. I didn't say that as bad. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. I'm a Skynet sympathizer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not a good thing. <laughs> I, for one, welcome our robot overlords. And we don't want to live on this planet anymore. <laughs> good news. No one. But no, as I as I keep diving into research, I'm going to keep trying to apply historical stuff because, you know, I don't want to make it a sad point, but it does kind of feel like... Bring on the history. I love car history. No, no, no. I love sure. the history, but like, I, and I was really interested to see that kind of uh, just adventure of making something new from scratch. And I do, and I know, I know we still have that out here. I mean... Even though we aren't obviously not the first podcast, the fact that we're sitting here talking about it, putting stuff on the internet, that's adventurous. You know, we are doing something, you know. Um. I will say the the custom, uh, people who customize the ever-loving crap out of their cars, that is never going away. And that, mm-hmm. in their own way, are very... Spe- sure. There's a, a YouTube channel called Hoonigan, um, and on that they have a show called Build Biology, do yourself a favor and go and check that out because those people do some really wild stuff, and and they do it they do it in their garage or they do it in a the, pole barn. The on guy the side. Who, who did his uh, it was a Subaru, wasn't it? Well, no, I, I'm the guy who did the uh, the Trans Am. He did that right in the side yard of his yep. parents' house. He yep. did, he wasn't even under a roof. It was just right in the side yard, and that is some of the most beautiful plumbing in an engine compartment I've ever seen. It, it's. Honestly, it's mind-boggling. Yeah. Absolutely mind-boggling. And not only, like, was it just in his... He's never done anything like that right. before. Yeah. So he's just, like, uh, what do you call it? An idiot savant or... Uh, what is it? You could be a savant. A savant. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's just a natural. Yeah. E- either that or he just took the time to learn it and do it and redo it and redo it. Yeah. And just hammer it out until it was perfect. Let that be an inspiration. Seriously, mm-hmm. if if it's an interest that you've got, stick with it, I guess. Yeah. For sure. 
he, I hope he goes on to do more because he needs to. I hope he gets picked up by some racing team to yeah. or some something with skill like that, with that kind of drive, he'll go places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but that's that's my big topic for the night, and then I'll let you guys talk about whatever you want, and then we'll get to my trivia, which I have a special theme tonight. Oh, I love themes. In fact, I like the fact that you've already kind of brought up my theme, but I won't give it away. Did I unwittingly bring this up? You did. Okay. Do you want to get into the dream cars? <laughs> I was talking to Adam in the car today. And this and the subject of dream cars came up, and I told him I had two very boring cars that I wanted to turn into very interesting cars. Yep. And I never gave him any details, so I'm going to give him the details now. So, <clears throat> I already told you I want a 69 uh, Chevy Chevelle. And now the part that's going to surprise everyone. It doesn't have to be an SS. That's going to be surprising to everyone. It, well, because I'm going to turn it into something okay okay all right uh, continue and then i want a 1987 uh chevy scottsdale it's the square body chevy i am going to i'm going to keep bringing this up engine up every single time <laughs> because i i have some weird fixation with it the 3.6 liter flat six oh, no. from subaru i'm gonna I'm going to find a way to convert it to diesel. Oh, Bruce. It's it, This is going in both cars, by the way. Um, uh, yeah, so that engine in both of the cars, I'm going to hook up a, a traditional uh, Subaru all-wheel drive system in both of them. I want to call the Scottsdale the Chevaroo. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> and I want to call the Chevelle the Superlay. I love it. Okay, so that's two. Oh, just all Porsche. Uh, 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 936, 911. Just a boring old Porsche compared to the other two. Jesus. <sighs> oh, no, no. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. I did tell you that. I want to send, or I don't, you don't send it off. I guess you invite him to come and build the car for you wherever you are. Um, but RWB, I'd just, I'd have him cut up one of those slightly older Porsches and just have them turn it into something absolutely beautiful. Yeah, for those who don't who don't know what is RWB. That uh, stands for Raw Welt. Raw Welt. Uh, we looked we looked it up. The Griff. Well, yes. The Griff, yeah. Um I I've already I forgot his first name. Uh no, Akira Nakai. One dude who just freehand cuts up Porsches and puts ultra wide body kits on these things. It does Beautiful paint jobs. He, he will tune them for you. He puts on aftermarket turbos and like uh, Google them because they are also quite beautiful. Every last one he's ever made. Just wonderful cars. One of a kind. Absolutely. Every single yep. one is a one of a kind. He never does the same car twice. Yep. Yep. So that would be your three dream cars. Mm -hmm. I've been struggling to come up with mine to think of three dream cars for me. It's weird to me because uh, you've already said that the R8 isn't one of them. No, it's really not. Is the uh, the RS6 still one of them? So the RS4, the RS4 that I have now. Oh, that's, so you already have your. I, I already one have of one of one of my dream cars. Yeah, that's I, good. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's not anything fancy. You know, it's not as absolutely extravagant as your three, your three options are. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> um, that was my attainable dream car. So I, I have that. So that one's good. Um, 
see that I've like I said I've been thinking all all day trying to come up with something and it's it's really hard because I I I don't fantasize about cars like I know some people do like when I was when I was younger I had car posters but one of the posters was a Cobalt SS <laughs> with, with drag drag slicks on the on the front of it Why? and a uh, it had a parachute on the back of it like it was a legit drag car nope. I got it out of a magazine and nope. I thought it looked cool. So I put it up on the wall. Uh, that, I think that was the only car poster I had, but I, I was never the type to have like, like a Lamborghini or a Ferrari on my wall. They're too loud. Yeah, I agree. Visually, yeah. they're too loud. Yep. Out of, I, I always, I've always considered like supercars and whatnot to be, there's three Ferrari, Lamborghini, Porsche. I don't, I, as I, that's when I was younger. So I never really considered any of the others. Porsche only has one supercar and that was the 918. Yeah. I, I agree, but when I when I think of like luxury or you know super expensive supercars, those are the three brands that I th- I think of, and that's from when I was younger. And Ferrari and Lambo never did it for me, but Porsche always has because I love the curves. The curves of the nine eleven body mm-hmm. is just oh, it does something. <laughs> so I guess there may, maybe there would be a Porsche a Porsche in there. And you know, on Hoonigan, they Brian Scotto, he they they were interviewing him about his Porsche, and he said he said something along the lines of, <clears throat> "Every Volkswagen guy starts out with a Volkswagen Golf GTI, then they buy an Audi, and then they buy a Porsche." <laughs> I would like a Mark II or a Mark IV GTI. Yeah. Oh yeah. Then maybe that then maybe that would be on my list. Something like an old GTI or something like that. Oh yeah, no. I've already talked about that one too. Uh, a Mark One uh Ford Escort. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> uh oh. Yeah, no, I this decision's is, changing. Uh, uh what was it? It was the uh Alfa Romeo uh GTAM. Oh, I would love one of those too. I have no idea what that is, I'm not gonna lie. It's uh old uh old Alpha old alpha specifically a race car they built that as a race car okay okay oh i I just thought of one one of the audi s1 quattros from group b oh god yeah one of the yellow the yellow and white one two door (laughs) okay all right now we're getting somewhere that'd be a good one now we're getting somewhere i want an rs200 but not that bad those are dirty looking though man they They look so good yeah, so I guess the Audi S1 Quattro and Audi RS4, and we'll throw an RS2, one of the uh, the old, one of the first wagons. I guess we'll throw that on the list. I'm boring. They're all Audis, but <laughs> I mean, none of mine are, except for the Porsche. None of mine are really fancy. Yeah, the, che- the Chevelle. Yeah, I mean, Chevelles are still highly regarded. They're highly highly sought are after. They? Yeah, the Chevelle. I think the, I think the Nova is more sought after than the Chevelle. I don't know. They still go for like 70, 80 grand at Meekum's auctions. Really? Yeah, Chevelles. I mean, they're SSs, obviously. Not all Chevelles were SSs. I know, but the SSs are. Are you sure they didn't just throw a badge on there? <laughs> they do have a lot of clones out there. My dad told me they used to do yeah. SS clones. What about you, AJ? Do you have th- three dream cars? So I I did do some thinking on this, and it's not going to be as fancy or in-depth as you guys, but I will say I will pick a pretty car, an everyday car, and then a secret desire car. That's actually a really good way to think of it, yeah. So I would pick a nice, I would say either teal or black Dodge Demon. That would be my pretty car. 
my everyday car, I really think I would go with like a Subaru, but maybe like the most recent year, like a brand new all decked out Subaru. And then would you get like a car or an SUV or if it was, I'm sorry, a Forester. So you get a Forester, like a fully spec'd out, fully spec'd out. And then this might surprise you guys because I hate these cars because I secretly want to drive a shiny new Humvee. Why would I hate you? No, wait, no. wait, 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 wait. Like an H3? H3, H2, or H1? The one that I pick on because they don't fit in any parking spots. and The just, H2. And I'm just, I would love to, you know. Well, just, I mean, the H1, like the original, yeah. like one that was designed for the military. Because I want one of those. I would totally uh, take one of those. An H1? Yeah. Well, when I say new, 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 I mean like the ones that I see fancy Hollywood people driving. That's the probably H2 or, or H3. Yeah, H3 yeah. or H2. Yeah. But you know, you know they're bringing them back as an electric vehicle. That's right. And I, I was going to say, if I could, I'd want mine to be electric. It, well, good news. Well, you're <laughs> in luck then. <laughs> but I am also the first one to pick on people who drive those for, because I don't think they know how. But They don't yeah. know how and they legitimately get about four to eight miles per gallon. Well, the electric. Uh, right. As soon as they come out, yes. Right. Presently, the yes. ones that we have access to. Yeah. But th- those would be my three. And I will say in the past, I've been, when I really didn't know anything about cars, I always liked the look of a nice black Lexus. It's mm. classy. Definitely mm-hmm. classy. Yep. Well, we could actually go back and kind of go into a second segment then. Following AJ's lead, if we were going to pick a pretty car, a practical car, and a... What was the third one? How would you classify the third Dark one? Desire. Just a a guilty pleasure yeah. car. Yeah. If we were gonna pick those three, how would we pick? I can't wait to hear yours. Oh, Bruce. I would I have picked a wait. tank, but that's not a car. I so. can't wait. Oh. <laughs> it's not a car. I don't care. I want an M1 Abrams now. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, well, I want a battleship. <laughs> I'll take one of those too. Uh, aircraft take a, aircraft I'll take a carrier. carrier. Yeah, for the <laughs> For the deep seas of upstate New York. Oh, uh, yes. We'll just park it on Oneida Lake. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. I'll convert it to run on screws. Yes. Like, uh, uh, what you call it? I think it's just called screws. The, yeah. the Caterpillar drive? The Caterpillar drive, yeah. Okay, now we're talking. All right. God, that'll level anything. Jesus. <sighs> well, I guess I'll go for my, <laughs> for my sporty, fancy car. I would probably go... Wait, sporty, fancy, or pretty? The, or the, is the, that first, all, the, the first yes. one. The, the pretty, when I say pretty, I mean fast. The pretty sporty one. I would go with a 911 GT3. GT3 would probably be the, the sporty one. For the everyday everyday driver. You already got it. I was going to go with Especially a... Especially now. Yeah, right. <laughs> that looks good. The, uh, the dollar road. No, uh, I would probably go with like the e-tron. The e-tron GT. Audi's new electric electric oh. sports car four, okay. four doors looks looks amazing for the record like 300 mile range per charge i think that'd be practical for an for an everyday thing mm-hmm. and guilty pleasure and by the way i think guilty pleasure like you know how there's some people out there who really want the batmobile yeah that would be like that car okay so that's my m18 rooms <laughs> <laughs> except the batmobile is an actual car mm. well depending on what show or movie or whatever Oh man, I'm having a hard time coming up with a guilty a guilty pleasure car, something like that. Because I don't I don't do guilty pleasure wants like that. I guess I don't know, maybe a McLaren. Which one? 
The original? One that started it all? No. F1? Maybe like a McLaren P1. Mm. Because that was that was on the cover of one of the Forza games, and that was that was kind of a game changer because it was hybrid, so it had you know electric motors and and a gasoline engine in it, and that was pretty pretty unique looking for McLaren. I guess that would probably be my my guilty pleasure. Okay. Yeah, kind of boring. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Considering you can have an M1 Abrams. Well, I I didn't want to follow up with like a military vehicle. I didn't want to follow up after that. I I guess my big flashy car would be an actual military uh, Humvee. With 10 American flags. Just olive drab. Nothing fancy. Although I think those came naturally aspirated. I'd put a turbo on mine. Still keep a diesel? Oh, yes. Who? All right. I'm obsessed with diesel. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Your Abrams is a turbine, isn't it? Oh, yeah, and that can run on just about any Any fuel you can think of. You throw it in there, it'll burn it. (laughs) Love it. So what about your your practical? I'm guessing the Abrams would be your guilty guilty pleasure. Oh, the Abrams. Well, I thought that was his everyday driver. (laughs) Just Just take a tank Tearing up the roads of town. (laughs) They make rubber treads for the thing. (laughs) They don't have to tear up the roads. But you want to. they're a little heavy, so they would actually still tear up the roads. That would be a disaster. Um, so now you're the practical. practical every day. Oh, yeah. Uh oh, I already talked about it. Uh, well, you and I did. Um, the first generation, uh, Forester. Hmm. Yeah, I like the boxy. That's a good choice. Yeah, nice. All right, do you want to uh shift to the last part? How about we trivia each other? Trivia each other. That came out wrong. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, I. I mean, is there a way you can translate that into being something dirty? Because my mind didn't go any, and I'm notoriously filthy. Well, I mean, I would want to be lightly. No, I wouldn't want to be. I want to be roughly triviaed. Um, okay. Some of you might want to be lightly triviaed, and then some of you may just want to be triviaed past what you think is okay. But I kind of regret opening this line of discussion <laughs> now, but okay. I have um I have a couple trivias that uh, we'll talk about that are themed and then just the regular old trivias for everything else. So, I want to talk about um alternative to gas powered vehicles. And we talked <clears> about <throat> a little bit of hydrogen fuel. I want to know do you guys know any other alternatives that have been used? Ethanol. Uh, uh beyond Anything that ends in all. Well, mm. corn. That's ethanol. That's, a, that's ethanol. <laughs> so did you guys know that there was a coal-powered car? That, that makes sense. Yeah, steam- never made it to production. Steam-powered, right? Uh, coal. There, wasn't, there was steam-powered back in the day. This was an actual coal-powered car that made it all the way up to design, made it past design, and then did not get produced because they realized... How does it, the engine work? Uh, that's what I was going to ask. Liquid coal. That would... That's a thing? It was, and it was in the 19... Oh, shoot. I didn't put in the year, but it was, I believe, the 1960s, and it was Oldsmobile that was going to do... It was the original rolling coal, and it was a <laughs> liquid coal that would throw it into the engine, and... Uh, so it would it was it would work the same way like a gasoline engine would it would yes. spray it into the cylinders it and then ignite it. Yep. It was still an inc- internal combustion engine. Yeah. 
Wow. Weird. That is I weird. I thought you guys would like that. I do. That was yeah. very, very good. Wow. Um, but it doesn't beat this next one. Atomic? 1957. Oh, yes. The Ford Nucleon. Yes. Bring, Fa- all you Fallout fans. Bring me my Fallout future. All now, you Fallout fans know. This is where I did not realize that, and for any of you uh, listeners knowing, Fallout is a game that takes place in a post-apocalyptic universe, and there are tons of cars that are broken down everywhere. I did not realize until after looking at the designs for the Ford Nucleon, that's exactly what they look like mm-hmm. and they like and I, this is not a joke they were designed not produced but they were designed to have a small nuclear fission engine in the back that was powered by smaller engines in the front of the car and this was thought of as a great idea sure is back back with the naivety the naivet however you say that word naivete yeah of Atomic energy. Yep. Like, oh, there's no way this could go wrong. No way. Let's put it in everything. Let's have, let's put one in the backyard. I'm on board. But, you know. (laughs) Power the whole community. Shit. Yeah. And the other one I was going to talk about, uh, Bruce already mentioned, but I think a lot of people know about them. The steam-powered cars. Um, They're actually, I want to say, old, old. Because like these are in the early 1900s. Um, you're basically just taking there. Unfortunately, uh, they didn't work so well. I think, and if I'm reading the history correctly on this, I think a steam engine is more for a larger thing that needs to go long distances, they, and it they doesn't didn't, work they didn't for the make, stop and go. They didn't make many cars. They did make commercial, or what was the equivalent of commercial vehicles today. It was like a cart or something like that. It that was, was a to move big old truck. stuff. Yeah. 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 Um. So that was my theme, because I wanted to see, like, what what have we thought of besides, you know, electric cars, gasoline cars, ethanol cars, you know, so I got into that. I do have some more trivia, though. Um, I want to know, do any of you know where we got the term horsepower from? I would assume it would be the generally agreed upon amount of energy that a horse can exert. That would be my guess, yeah. So the person who termed it was a man named James Watt. Mm-hmm. You may have known his I, name. I've heard the name, yeah. Yeah, uh, if you know what wattage is or watts in the wall. Um, and he coined the what? phrase in regards to how much energy steam engines could produce. Before he coined that, no one would have termed anything horsepowers or anything like that. They didn't have a uh, series of words to, you know. So basically, he he was a, he basically calculated how much energy a horse could output, so to speak. And then he was able to figure out how much a steam engine was able to produce. Yeah. Um, There is there. Obviously, there's a scientific way of measuring what one horsepower is. What is the actual formula for that? Well, I'll tell you. I just so happen to have a laptop. So. And you also have to realize that one horse is not going to necessarily equal one horsepower since horses come in a variety of sizes breeds and muscles and sizes whereas a Clydesdale may not be able to go as fast as something else you know I'm sure it has different okay so here it says it's a the technical definition is a unit of measurement of power or the rate at which work is done there are many different standards uh, two common definitions today are mechanical or imperial horsepower which is about 745.7 watts 
and the metric horsepower, which is approximately 735.5 watts. Naturally. Why can't we ever just agree on anything? What do you mean? <laughs> Everything's in increments of 10. It's just better. Can we please go metric already? All right. And uh, according to this, an easy way of thinking of one mechanical horsepower is uh, the amount required, the amount of power required to lift 550 pounds by one foot in one second. Hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Yeah. All right. All right. On to the next trivia. Yeah. All right. If it were in the 1920s, how would you guys change the brightness of your headlights? Increase the length of the wick. No, I mean physically on your car. Yeah, you would make the wick bigger. Do you have a guess? No, I do not. There was actually a pedal or button or rotator thing next to your things that you would roll with your foot. And it would somehow be connected to there. Um, I just thought that was interesting. It would change well, with a... You know, they kept the high beam switches on the floors right up until, I think, the 1970s. It was a high beam, high oh, beam really? switch. Yeah. yeah. See, I didn't know that either. It was next to your uh, dead pedal. Or your dead and this, I didn't add this to the trivia this week, but I also found in that same article that I was reading for that, that uh, horns did not necessarily used to be in the steering wheel. Nope. In uh, fact, it was a safety thing to actually move them there. <laughs> We've already talked about it. I think the Edsel, uh, they tried to, instead of having a horn on their steering wheel, they had their shifters up there. Oh, my God. Why? Because. <laughs> oh, my God. Who knows? Hey. <sighs> yeah, the reason I said something about the Wicks, because I thought back in the 20s, did they have, I thought it was just like oil-powered lanterns for headlights. Is so that accurate one, or no? Uh Early, early, this started in 1928. So uh, when I said 20s, it was... So was that they had electric electric bulbs for that, I would assume? I don't know. If they didn't, then the thing probably could deal with the shutter or how much it was open. Okay. That, like okay. That makes yeah. sense then, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, it's more trivia. I got four more to go. You just have a wire attached to whatever you call the mechanism for a rolling desk. <laughs> yeah, right. And just open it. <laughs> Close it. Yeah. Can either of you tell me the first car that had an onboard computer? And I will state, I am not talking about the ECU. Onboard computer that isn't an ECU. So that would mean... Can we narrow it down to the year? If we if we say a year, can we get a... Yeah, give me a year. Oh, I give you the year. Uh, no, I'll say okay. 1985. No. Is yeah. that way too late? Mm-hmm. I'd say the 40s. Little. Little fi- 50s. The 60s, really? 68. Wow. What? Mm-hmm. 1968 had an onboard Remember, computer. before 1968, computers were ginormous. No. So what? what's the definition of an onboard computer, I guess, is we need to clarify what that means. I don't know specifically okay. what it was, but I'm going to tell you guys. Volkswagen came up with the first onboard computer in 1968. But my next follow-up question is, can you guys tell me the first vehicle that had the first ECU? Well, that would probably be in the late 80s. It was 11 years after the first onboard computer was there. So 1979, 77, 77. 77. I may have done the math wrong. Well, that makes sense because I, I had a, I have a little bit of experience with that kind of ECU because I had an 84 Pontiac Fiero or an 86. I had an 86 Fiero and that was before OBD2. 
came out. So that was OBD. It was OBD one. And the extent of that was literally there was a light on the dash that would flash a certain number of times to tell you what the trouble code was. Hmm. It wasn't anything any fancier than that, but yeah, that was that was kind of handy. And there was a, a diagnostic cable you would you could make the cable that would fit into this weird connector under the dash, and pl- you'd plug it into your serial a serial port on a computer, and you'd be able to get like super rudimentary and basic information about the engine. I had to do that on the Fiero to get some information about why it wasn't doing certain things. But I would not be able to guess. It was the 1977 Oldsmobile Tornado. Hmm. Wow. GM GM probably pioneered the whole idea of OBD. Hmm. Well, two you more think? Qu- I think maybe, I don't know. We can look that up before I do the last two questions. I wouldn't put it past them. Ah, yes. The very first was called ALDL, and that's the kind of cable that I had to get for the Fiero, which was GM, Assembly Line Diagnostic Link, ALDL. Cool. Yep. It was made in different varieties and charged, uh, changed with powertrain control modules, so the PCM, ECM, ECU. They had different versions, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. And then OBD-1... Um, it doesn't say who a general motors some 1989 to 1995 ford vehicles and some 89 to 95 toyota lexus vehicles have a live sensor data stream available but it doesn't say who was really the pioneer of it i would assume that that the aldl was really what kind of get it, got it started with gm interesting mm-hmm. so now to go away from that we have two more uh random questions to end us for the night um oh here's a fun one can you tell me what the most expensive car was ever sold and i'm not meaning off the lot this just uh, at auction yeah i keep thinking of like a ferrari an old rare ferrari really mm-hmm. was it a ferrari dino no no <laughs> it's a ferrari it's got some numbers then some letters it's probably all of them. But <laughs> was it one of the uh, prototype Lamar cars? I I don't know. It, I think it must have been either that or it was one of Ferrari's really early consumer cars. I can tell you, it sold for forty eight point four million dollars. Wow, that's the that the most expensive. So that sold at auction. Wait, that the cars have sold for more than that at auction, haven't they? Apparently not. Huh. I will double check my sources. But what what was the car? Because uh, I don't think I'm, I'm not going to be able to guess it. 1962 Ferrari 250 GTO. Okay. That does ring a bell. That it's does crazy. ring a bell. Because what was... Uh, Maybe I'm not... What was Lamborghini's first uh, supercar called? It was like a Mira or something like that? Oh, yeah. M-U-I-R-A. Yeah. Wyra or something like that. Don't those things go for like fifty million? It says by auction. In 2018 and nineteen sixty-two, Ferrari became the most expensive car ever sold, fetching forty eight point four million at an auction huh. run by RM Sotheby's. Okay. Oh Sotheby's. All right. And are you guys ready for our last question of the night? Hit it. All right. Can you tell me which vehicle is the first to offer a panoramic sunroof that stretches through all the car all the way to the third row. God, that sounds like a Rolls-Royce option. I'm going to say Tesla. 
Shut the fuck up. It's the Chrysler Pacifica. <laughs> I'm out. How about organic moving that in for that? I'm so I should have known. We made it this entire time without one. I'm proud of you. I should have known. I'm, I'm so and that is a true fact, by the way. So very proud of yeah. you. <laughs> Was it the first, the first generation, or the, the head of Ben? Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to live on just this so anybody anymore. knows him. Um, Adam's uh, pigmentation has turned bright red, and he is shaking visibly in his seat. So is it just that in your experience, every single Pacifica you've ever come across has been an horrible driver? Yes. Okay. Did you know the the car comes with its own vacuum? I did not. I think it's because the drivers are trash. Because they're absolute slobs. (laughs) Get a real car. Shit. Broke car snobs does not discriminate against any drivers or owners of the vehicle. The, 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 Pacifica. Except for Pacificas. And... The, the, the views uh, re- reflected by Adam in this episode are not indicative of broke car snobs. And I'm very judgy of Mustang owners, and I'm very judgy of Neon owners, and I'm very judgy of... Chrysler in general. Fair, yes. Yep. I don't... That's weird. I, I don't share the same hatred for Pacifica drivers that you do, but like PT Cruisers and Chrysler 200s and... It has nothing to do with the car. It has everything to do with the drivers of those cars. That's me and Mustangs. It seems like every single driver that drives a Pacifica is just the worst. They don't pay attention. They don't signal. They're bad drivers. They don't do the speed limit. It's because they're vacuuming. They have 13 different cup holders to put things in, and they have a beautiful panoramic view above them. They get distracted by that view, man. (laughs) That's exa- that's got to be what it, it has yeah. to be. It's the only thing that makes sense. Well, or they're, they're, vacuuming or they're, they're getting blinded. <laughs> Look at the sky, guys. Look Bang, at the sky. Hit me. <laughs> that's not a joke. It actually comes with its own vacuum cleaner. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm not revealing anymore because I found so a page. Weird. The, oh, man. I found a page of just gems to. This, this to is going to be a thing. Like, this yeah. is going to be a thing now. I need to prepare you think myself. How many episodes have we had? This is episode eight. Yeah. So how many times have I mentioned the Pacifica at least once? I want to say that we've hit checked the box on all eight. I do. I do believe so. That was well played. I will give. I will give you that. That was really well played. Man. That was really well played. <laughs> Did but, not see that coming. But that is all I have. That's As all. I will say, that's yeah. what she wrote. <laughs> now you're gonna have to get really, really devious with how you work that in because if it's, I'm gonna be on edge now. Yeah. Every single answer is gonna be. Pacifica. <laughs> I'm gonna be on edge right now. Like, there's a, there's a degree of PTSD now. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, what do you say, guys? I'm beat. I'm tired. My body hurts. I get you. My neck is ki- legitimately killing me. I shouldn't have laid down on the ground the way I was. Yeah. Well, we, we were like looking up while we were on yeah. the ground too. So, not a healthy way of. They should probably make like a neck brace like thing for you, so it's safe to. I'm do. just hoping that Chipotle will cure what ails me. It cures all, my man. Yeah. It cures all. <laughs> all right, guys, thank you for listening tonight. Yeah, um, appreciate you guys. Do we have any shout outs we want to say for any people? I know Thomas, one of our listeners. I want to give you a shout out because I I don't think an episode goes by without you reaching out to at least one of us, telling us that you enjoy the episode uh, i think uh shout outs are also deserved to matt matt chapman there he's liking liking our posts and always comments really appreciate it and uh you know keep up all the work that you're doing on uh, the old avant keep it up roland thank you very Dead good chain. 
And if you haven't, uh, please like and follow us on all the social media networks, Broke Car Snobs. If um, you like us, leave us a positive review. Hell yes. Uh, you know, leave us comments. Ask us questions. You know, ask us uh, certain yeah, things. For even sure. if you've already left a question, you got another one, please. And if you truly liked your friends, you tell them to listen to this podcast. Right. Do your friends a favor and let them know that such a thing exists. What they if might they don't like cars. Doesn't I matter. I don't think you need to like cars to enjoy our shenanigans. Okay. Maybe I'm wrong, but I guess they'll have to listen to find out. Uh, yeah, well, I guess I mean, you're just gonna have to try. He never gave two shits about cars before he started hanging out with us. That's true. true. And he's learned a lot. Yep. So Right? You pointed out so many things on that car. I was really proud. Dipstick. <laughs> High intensity dipstick. Stop calling me that. (laughs) All right, guys. We'll catch you on the next episode. Enjoy your week. I'm Bruce. I'm Adam. And I'm Aaron. Thank you. Thank you.